HRD Talk, the Human Resources Director podcast. This episode is presented in partnership with TELUS Health Virtual Care. The COVID-19 pandemic has created even greater demand and need for digital healthcare solutions. In this episode of HRD Talk, we sit down with digital health expert Daniel Martz as he shares his insights to the evolution of virtual care technology and importantly, discusses how providers can maintain the human element while providing virtual care solutions. Canada is going through a virtual healthcare revolution. In the past year, as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen a significant rise in the number of people using digital services for a wide range of health and wellness needs. And while these technologies have the potential to fill some of the gaps in Canada's health system, leaders need to take a closer look at virtual care and address some very important questions. Hi everyone, I'm Emily Douglas, Managing Editor for HRD, and I'm joined today by Daniel Martz, Vice President of Virtual Care at TELUS Health. In this podcast, Daniel will be sharing insights on the evolution of virtual care technology and discussing the importance of maintaining a human element in these services. So Daniel, the past year has been pretty disruptive for employers and employees. How has the pandemic changed employee expectations around healthcare benefits? Thanks. Uh, great to be here today. Um, so I think, you know, two main themes of change in benefits are accessing all benefits virtually, including healthcare benefits. And also the pandemic has not only had a significant impact on, uh, physical health and access to care around the world, but, you know, there, there's a lot of discussion around the second, second pandemic of mental health. And as a consequence, employees really are looking to their benefits programs to help with the anxiety um, that has permeated society and the employment world um, with the pandemic. Um, and benefits are, are a key way to address that. In addition, um, you know, employees really value work-life balance more than ever and so are looking not only for health benefits to be expanded and increase coverage of mental health, but are also looking for flexible ways to take time off. Um, so within those contexts, uh, employees are really looking for choice and flexibility in their benefits, being able to, um, you know, choose whether they want extended mental health care or physical health care in their benefits plan or time off. And also within that context, they want to be able to choose whether they engage with those benefits in person. So for example, seeing a physician or a mental health professional in their office or accessing those benefits all virtually. Coming along with that, in order to you know, provide that experience, there's also uh, you know, a push towards having extended paramedical service coverage in benefits plans. So that means more dollars to spend on uh, elements like mental health consultations, nutrition, dietetics, and other wellness-related services, and the ability to flexibly direct those dollars towards the areas of those services that are most important to each individual. So that, you know, is really the, the overall picture. And, you know, just coming back to the introduction, you know, virtual is really taking center stage. So as much as employees want that flexibility, uh, 
there really needs to be an ability to connect and engage with these benefits virtually first and foremost as the world has changed you know over the past couple of years and really many of these areas have moved virtual fantastic and how would you say that virtual care has evolved over the past few years are there some specific areas that have really taken off yeah, so there's been a lot of evolution in the space, and it's uh, it's quite fascinating to in- be in this space and to also have engaged with it early on. Um, I'll, I'll take us back a little bit just to set the backdrop and, and bring you know come back to your question over the past few years. But you know the the foundational industry behind virtual care was originally referred to as telemedicine, and it's actually an industry that's been around over 20 years around the world. And the original configuration of that uh, you know, telemedicine industry was the idea of connecting patients to practitioners point to point within healthcare environments. So coming into a clinic or a hospital and connecting through an installation to a practitioner in another geography. And what ended up happening over the years is technology became refined. And then there was a pivotal moment in 2007, the iPhone was invented. And in 2008, this idea of an app store was created and the iPhone app store was launched. And that really was the moment where healthcare applications exploded around the world. And it became clear that the original configuration of telemedicine and some early models of telephone-based virtual care could really be enabled with technology. You know, fast forward through the next, you know, few years, the benefits industry, mostly in the, the United States, started to adopt this technology-enabled virtual care model. And then it became Canada's turn in about 2015 and 16 when benefits providers started to take notice of this explosion in the U.S. and started to engage with virtual care in the benefits programs. In 2017, a bunch of competitors entered an EQ Care, um, which was acquired by Telus Health. I was the CEO of EQ Care prior. Um, you know, it was one of the early entrants. And it really exploded in 2017. And over the past few years, you know, the original model of providing primary care through this more application-based interface has evolved to additional services, mental health, other paramedical services, some of those areas of demand that I mentioned in in the first question. Um, And really what has happened is virtual care platforms have become that one door in through a kind of navigation experience to an overall healthcare experience that includes both virtual and physical touch points, and also really a door into getting referrals, you know, to specialist care and to other testing and other endpoints like prescription fulfillment in the system. Um, you know, what has also happened over the past few years uh, and more recently, in addition to becoming that door into healthcare, and connecting to a variety of both virtual and physical experiences from practitioner interactions to endpoints like pharmacy. Virtual care has also uh, entered into the area of employee and family assistance services. So what has traditionally been a phone-based access model in the EAP industry, employee assistance program, or employee and family assistance, EFAP, has turned into a technology-enabled model and so beyond providing access to healthcare and mental health services and other endpoints in the healthcare experience, we're now seeing employee uh, assistance services being added to virtual care, such as 
financial assistance, legal assistance, crisis management, and other life-related services also offered through the door-in um, of virtual care. And with the technology-enabled backbone that connects to all of these varied services, both health and life-related, there's an ability to collect data and provide a personalized and individualized experience, which was you know, not possible prior to this explosion in 2007 and 8 that became really the, the foundation you know, with the App Store's invention of this new model of personalization and access through the mobile phone that now, of course, every one of us almost on earth in many cases have. One other point I'd like to, to make is that the business model has also evolved um, in virtual care. Originally, in the early days, 20 years ago, it really was a kind of um, medical model. Um, it has now become enabled by the health benefits industry. And really what we're seeing over the past year is a lot of virtual care uh, type benefits are being embedded into extended healthcare plans. So actually offered as a standard benefit through the insurance carriers, um, most specifically to small and medium enterprises. So when uh, the small and medium enterprise engages with the health benefit plan, you're finding more and more that the virtual care um, offering is, is really becoming standard and, a, and kind of a, an embedded component of that, which ultimately acts as a platform for broader innovation into other areas of health, wellness, disability management, and chronic care on the backbone of what is becoming a standard benefit. I mean, that's fantastic. It's clearly evolved at quite a rapid pace, but what, will it continue to evolve? What does the future of virtual care look like? So I think, you know, on, on this platform kind of view that I articulated, you know, where it's the door into healthcare and really that one place to get access to not only health and mental health and paramedical services, but also work-life related services. You know, what we're finding is an innovation roadmap and what we're engaged in, you know, in, in our planning is an innovation roadmap really in two directions. Moving towards a more preventative and proactive model where we're able to engage with plan members and patients to help them quarterback their own care and really focus on their wellness through fitness and through monitoring um, their own progress towards wellness. So really nudging the plan member towards activities that before they become ill or need virtual care actually help them stay well. So that's, you know, one area of innovation. The other is beyond resolution, which is kind of the, the main model that we've been engaged with over the past few years, i.e., you know, someone has an issue and they come to us to solve that issue. You know, now we're getting into more longitudinal based care management, meaning that it, instead of it being, you know, short interactions for an acute issue, you know, like an earache or like, a, you know, a UTI, a urinary tract infection or a prescription renewal. It's, you know, people are, are looking to virtual care as the door into an experience that helps manage their chronic disease. So in a chronic disease management program, there are multiple interactions with different practitioners, physicians, specialists, paramedical service providers, mental health. And then in addition to that, there are a number of different tests that are required to collect data. There are a number of different surveys and questionnaires that are needed, clinically validated surveys to collect more information from the patient standpoint 
and also from the practitioner standpoint. So the innovation roadmap towards prevention in one direction, but also deeper into chronic disease management to enable 10, 15, 20, 25 interactions, a number of which I just mentioned, and all programmed into the virtual care technology, really from a process innovation point of view, in order to enable continuity of care across multiple weeks, months, and years of interactions, and then having all of that data in order to power the next decision that would be best for that patient. That is really where we're going. And that also helps to address these areas of dramatically increasing claims costs in the insurance industry, where mental health claims are now really going through the roof, which has a whole set of dynamics on the benefits industry. Premiums need to be raised when claims go up. And, you know, it's quite a challenging dynamic in addition to, you know, having this pandemic of mental health and, you know, greater physical challenges that are associated with limited access to care during the time of COVID and also the increased stress of, you know, working many more people, for example, working at home, you know, and combining work and family life in, you know, into one big ball of, of interaction, you know, it, it has become quite a challenge. So um, in the disability area of, of benefits, um, there is special niche services that are being developed, some of which We've innovated on at TELUS Health Virtual Care to provide very specific services to help rehabilitate those who are off work due to challenges, both mental and physical, back to productive work and providing those services to the patient slash plan member, but also to case managers at the insurance companies and also enabling practitioners with better tools, data and information collection uh, tools in order to optimize that interaction with the patient and provide them what they need. So, you know, back to kind of in summary, you know, really what we're seeing is that innovation roadmap in two directions towards prevention and wellness and towards chronic care and disability management. And that is really going to be the future of how products are developed. And, and what, you know, we're seeing is, is kind of a variety of different products that can be served up through that one door in a virtual care in those different veins that I mentioned. I mean, it sounds like the possibilities are pretty endless with this virtual care, but I mean, what kind of opportunities does digital health solutions offer employees? So I think a lot of that I covered in, you know, the last uh, question, but, you know, a couple more elements that I'd like to highlight, you know, first is that you kind of think about technology historically, or, you know, many people do as an efficiency driver in areas like healthcare. So the ability to see more patients more quickly and kind of increase the capacity of the system to deal with the unending demand of healthcare and mental health. What we're finding is, is extremely compelling. Obviously, we're able to do some of that through, you know, millions of interactions that we enable through our platforms. But really what we're seeing that has a huge impact is humanizing the interactions, increasing the empathy and compassion of of interactions through the technology and really focusing on optimizing that user experience in order to increase empathy, compassion, and connection between the practitioner and the patient, and also designing technologies that themselves have an empathy and compassion and humanization built into them. So, and that, you know, what you find is that 
with those elements at the forefront and with the thought of engaging more deeply with the human in front of you, um, you end up really kind of catalyzing and, and improving health outcomes, um, you know, as opposed to only focusing on throughput and volume. You know, other areas that amplify the elements I just mentioned are the explosion of medical grade sensors that are now in these devices that we all carry around with us, the, the iPhone and Android uh, enabled devices. So you're, you're seeing these little pieces of hardware that you can snap onto your mobile phone or are built into the technology through an app as an algorithm that can be enabled through, for example, the camera in your phone or the accelerometer, which tracks the motion of your phone. You're able to collect not only wellness data. So, you know, is this person interacting with their phone as they typically would, or is there an aberration in their interaction, which is an indicator towards a mental health challenge or a physical challenge. Um, and we're also seeing that, you know, those uh, sensors can collect a constant stream of wellness data, but now also medical data, given the medicalization of these algorithms and the sensors that are in the devices. And when you're able co to collect a constant stream and all of this medical and wellness data, you can, you know, further enhance and individualize that patient's experience through the approaches that I mentioned earlier, um, which really, as you said, you know, is, provides endless possibility for where virtual care can go. And then in addition to that, it helps optimize the referral pathways for patients. So, you know, do they need that test? Is it urgent or can it wait? Do they need to see this specialist? Is it urgent or can it wait? You know, what is the licensure of that specialist? Can this patient sitting in Quebec, you know, see that specialist in Quebec? You know, these kind of geographically specific licensure areas and, and other elements of kind of the specialty that that individual has, you know, cross-section, the issue that the patient has, you know, what is the best next step for that patient? So kind of pulling it all together, you know, there's, there's a number of very interesting areas that extend on the platform and one door in view, mostly focused around increasing humanization, empathy and compassion, deepening the data set to wellness, health and chronic disease through the sensors in the mobile phone, and then connecting those human elements to the additional data points, enabling further individualization of the experience and connecting the, the plan member patient to really what they need, which ultimately leads to better health outcomes, better health of the, the overall healthcare system. And, and, you know, at the end of it all, just so happens to increase efficiency, but it's, it's not the first effect that we're pursuing. It, it comes along with all of these other elements we described, most importantly, increasing health outcomes. Fantastic. Thank you, Daniel. And, you know, I, I have to ask, what, what, make, what are you working on over at Telehealth? What makes you guys really stand out from the rest of the market? So, yeah, you know, Telehealth is in an interesting and unique spot at the moment, having invested uh, to revolutionize access to healthcare and really bring the best of healthcare to Canadians and also expand our digital health capabilities. So, you know, we've been at this for quite some time. And we have a view, you know, on how, you know, the healthcare system is going and how we can really be an enabler to providing 
higher quality and better access to care for Canadians and truthfully all global citizens. And really what we say at TELUS Health is we want to enable all citizens to live their healthiest life, meaning, you know, that individual comes with a context, a scenario, a challenge, um, you know, or just an ambition to, to get, you know, more well. And we want to be a provider that can, you know, enable that person to live their healthiest life as an individual. You know, I think what differentiates us is, is mostly fourfold. One, we, we take a human approach to care in every interaction with patients. So that extends on some of the points that I made earlier in terms of the design of technology, the design of the user experience, and really thinking through how do we create an environment of, an empath, of empathy and compassion in all the interactions. Um, you know, that's a pivotal differentiator for us, and it really shines through in our models and the way that we treat patients and help patients navigate the system and connect with the care that they need, physical, mental, and paramedical, you know, across the continuum from prevention to chronic disease. You know, we're, we also really think long-term, you know, thinking about sustainable models of care, you know, connecting the dots all the way through that continuum innovating in the areas of disability management that I mentioned. So really providing niche experiences to help rehabilitate those who are off work back to productive work. Some of our products in that area are the only of their kind in, in the industry. And so there's a really deep differentiation in the area of disability management, where a significant portion of healthcare costs and benefits plans lies. Um, as you know, when someone is on disability, there's, there's a significant cost to you know, help that person get well and to enable them to get back to productive work, and you know we're really there to help. Um, in addition, you know we connect to what we uh, call the broader Telus Health ecosystem. So we have a number of different uh, experiences that we provide that can enable us to further individualize patient journeys through different uh, areas of Telus Health's ecosystem. Um, a few examples: you know, we have thirty thousand providers connected to TELUS electronic medical record systems, which means that in a really supply constrained industry like health and an area, you know, where there's always an increasing demand, where the demographics are getting more challenging, you know, the population is aging, demands on the system are always increasing and COVID, you know, really exposed some of the cracks, you know, in, in, you know, areas of access to care, you know, with the, this, kind of forced virtualization of almost the entire healthcare system on a dime, you know, having 30,000 providers to connect to through our virtual care platforms and through our other experiences is, is a, is a huge uh, differentiator and, and something that we feel is, 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 uh, you know, helping to, to innovate in all these areas that we talk about. We also have 15 care clinics to increase access to in-person and specialist care. So virtual care is a great door in, you know, a great way to address mental health care, you know, primary care and connect to these more extended experiences in chronic care. But ultimately, in areas of disability management and chronic care, there is a need to connect to in-person visit, to in-person testing, to in-person interaction in many cases. And we offer that through our 15 care clinics. In addition, we have a home health monitoring uh, technology and capability where we can connect to devices in the home that provide deeper data to, you know, get, provide a more specific care plan for someone who is 
um, having deeper challenges in the areas of chronic care and extending on those home health monitoring capabilities, connecting to the sensors uh, in, that we talked about in, in our mobile devices. And we also are able to connect to virtual pharmacy experiences um, through our, our TELUS Health Virtual Pharmacy capability where we can provide advice through pharmacists virtually, you know, fulfill prescriptions virtually and really, you know, provide a holistic experience. You know, and finally, you know, we're really a truly integrated platform for health and wellness, providing that one door in that we've talked about throughout the discussion to access all of these different services, primary care, mental health, virtual employee and family assistance, EFAP or EAP, through the same door in, connecting to an extended experience, including legal, financial, and crisis management, and then disability management support services and chronic care. So really addressing the full continuum from prevention to chronic care, all through uh, TELUS Health and TELUS Health Virtual Care. So you know we feel that these are really some of the differentiators that enable us to play that role of, of really helping the healthcare system and enabling the healthcare system to to expand and extend and be more accessible to Canadians and the broader global population. Well, it sounds like an exciting country in healthcare. Thanks, Daniel. That's about all we have time for today. So thank you uh, to Daniel and to Telus Health and to everybody that joined us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of HRD Talk. For more from Daniel and the experts at Telus Health Digital Care, visit them at telus.com slash en slash health. That's telus.com slash en slash health for more. For more, follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever you enjoy podcasts.